0: Present I'm Sorry, I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton.
1: Hello, and welcome to I'm Sorry, I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second week in Manchester, the fine city and jewel of England's Northwest. The Manchester area has long welcomed immigrant labor from Europe. Salford was known as New Flanders because of its Flemish weavers, while Ancoats became known as Little Italy because it changed sides three times during World War II. <laughs> the pioneering feminist Emmeline Pankhurst was born in Manchester. Starting in 1910, Pankhurst campaigned noisily for women's rights outside Parliament every day from four o'clock in the afternoon. She would have got there earlier, but she always had a stack of ironing to get through first. (laughs) Um, Another noted Mancunian was the businessman and philanthropist Jonathan Didcott. On retiring, he sold his business here and left to tend the poor and homeless in Liverpool, where his good work was said to be tireless just like his car. (laughs) Since 2002, Manchester has been home to the Northern Imperial War Museum at Salford Quays. Last summer, they presented an exhibition of camouflage techniques and were proud to report that over 2,000 visitors a week failed to see it. (laughs) Manchester's first aerodrome was opened at Trafford Park in 1911, where visitors could take pleasure trips in a novel form of aircraft powered by gas. These weren't a success, as in windy weather the pilot kept going out. (laughs) Nearby Wigan was the birthplace of James Thompson, inventor of the Thompson tunneler. Designed in the 1950s, his rotary grinding machine meant tunnels all over Britain could be dug in a quarter of the time it used to take. But Thompson isn't alone in knowing how to bore the country quickly. <laughs> let, me, let me introduce the teams. They are on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Jeremy Hardy. And making a welcome return to tot up the scores and keep each of the teams abreast. Please welcome our scorer, the ever-delightful, Samantha. The first round this week is round one. (laughs) It's called Uxbridge English Dictionary. and And it's all about the meaning of words. Many of our listeners are ignorant of the true meanings of apparently similar terms. For example, it's quite astonishing how many have no knowledge of the difference between the terms enrapture and enamour. Well, listen up because you learned something. You use enrapture to express enchantment and delight, whereas you use enamour to bang nails in. However, words are constantly changing their meaning so I'd like the teams to share any new definitions they may have spotted recently and Graham, you can start Uh, Dumbstruck, a white van
0: (laughs) Minsk, camp Russian
2: walk (laughs) Venezuela, a gondola with a harpoon Jeremy
3: Paraffin A kind of dolphin that jumps out of (laughs) aeroplanes Anybody Bleach A hole in the Great Wall of China Flippity gibbet Dolphin gallows
0: Disgruntled, a pig with laryngitis. <laughs> Punish, rather like a pun.
3: Mystery, bit like a man.
2: <laughs> Malady, rather like a duck.
3: <laughs> Prickly, rather like George Galloway. <laughs>
0: Warthogs, Geordie Clothing
3: <laughs> Mendacity, Urban Renewal Program
0: Peccadillo, an armour-plated condom <laughs>
2: Incarnation, immersed in condensed milk. (laughs) Frugal, a search engine
1: for fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this next round will be of interest to listeners with young children. Incidentally, we were discussing the smacking debate earlier. You know, I remember Nanny repeatedly pulling my trousers down to give me a good smack on the bottom, and it never did me any harm although it did make me late getting here this afternoon. (laughs) This is a new round called What's Your Game? In this, one team will play a game of their own invention, while the other team will attempt to guess what it's called. Okay, Tim and Jeremy, you can start. The title of your game will now be advertised to the audience via the laser display board. And for listeners at home, if there are any of them still here, this is a mystery voice. French cricket. French cricket. OK, off you go, Tim and Jeremy. Bonjour,
3: Bonjour. c'est un très joli jour ce matin à Lourdes. Uh. <laughs> Merci, uh, Madame Trellis, pour le gâteau de fruits. <laughs> <laughs> le gâteau dandy et le gâteau éponge. Oui, <laughs> de... Oh, just... oh, oh. zoops and a palm moist. No. Say no, dear. No. <laughs> May say delicious. Merci, Madame Trillies. Oui. Une tasse de <laughs> Merci. Uh... Oh, uh... Pardon. <laughs> de rien. <laughs> oh, l'homme de bat approche le crease. Hey, l'homme de ball, jetez le ball. Pal. Oh. Oh, Satan 6. Oh, regarde, un ultra gatto et arrive. Oh. <laughs> C'est quoi un gâteau de chocolat? <laughs> <laughs> so, got oh, la fenêtre. Oh. Il est. Casse. Casse, casse. Merde. oh, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Pleur et arrête joue.
0: Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Comment allez-vous? Could it be something as mundane as French cricket?
4: Yeah.
1: Okay, it's your turn to play Mm -hmm. a game, Barry and Graham, and the title of your game is now being exhibited on the laser display board. Here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Lemon squash. Lemon squash. Off you go, Barry and Graham.
0: In my service. Yep. Off you go. (laughs) Oh! Yes!
2: an eyeful of juice. <laughs> Don't complain. It doesn't take as long as French cricket.
3: Is it orange squash?
2: Oh, so,
3: so close. close. Okay. It's not orange squash. There's no. a noise like a guinea pig at the start.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> French. Lem- lemon squash. French squash. Well,
0: no, not quite. That is a valid guess, isn't it, Graham? It's uh, not a guess. It was actually Satsumo Wrestling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's a further game going up on the laser display board for you to play. Tim and Jeremy. And here's the mystery voice for listeners at home. Table tennis. Table tennis. Off you go. Well, Tim and Jeremy. Quiet, please. Ready to play. Mr Hardy to serve. Oh,
3: hang on. I'm having trouble getting it out of my pocket. Oh. LAUGHTER here we go. Come on, Tim.
4: <laughs>
1: New tables, please. <laughs> okay, start guessing, Baring Graham. Was it pocket billiards?
0: Tennis of some sort. Yes. Table tennis.
4: Yeah.
1: Right, the title of a final game is being displayed for you, Barry and Graham, and here once more, is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Moon-opoly. Moon-opoly. Off you go, please, Barry and Graham.
2: Here we go. Ah, No. I've got the top hat, or is it the thimble? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Part line you go.
0: Okay, I'll throw the dice. <laughs> Here we go. And. Um, Zero gravity. <laughs> ah, the crater Copernicus.
2: Me again? Yes. Oh.
4: <laughs> That's it.
2: Well, Graham
3: was playing Monopoly, and I don't know what ah. you were playing. <laughs>
1: It's now time to play the game called Mornington Crescent. Yay! But first, I noticed from the enormous piles of mail that the lads in the post room have been reenacting the Battle of Agincourt again, <laughs> and that we've received this postcard from a Mrs. Trellis of North Wales. Yay! She writes, "Dear Lewis, <laughs> so sorry you missed out on the Formula One World Championship." First year old pal Morse dies, now this. Yours, etc., Mrs. Trellis. Stupid old bat. Okay, I'm pleased to announce that today's game is being sponsored. This week, the teams will be playing for the honor of lifting the Armitage Shanks Charity Bowl. We'd like to thank our sponsors for their generosity and to ensure them that the small alterations they requested to the standard game are unlikely even to be noticed by our listeners. Tim, you can start. Marlowe. Collindale.
2: Um, th- th- th-
3: um, Ealing Broadway. Oh, oh, oh.
0: Yes. No, hold up, hold up. No, 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 no. It's the Western Approach. It's wide yeah, open yeah. there now. <laughs> Baron's Court. <Nice>. Short.
3: <laughs> Queensway. Yeah. yeah. Can he do uh, that? Isle of Bogs. Dogs! Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Leicester Squid.
0: I mean, it's, it's normal rules otherwise, is it? I mean, because that would be backing up, normally.
4: <laughs> normal,
1: normal rules of what?
0: Of the game. What game?
4: <laughs> okay, um, okay.
0: Uh, well, no, it's a simple triangulation to, to White City. Yeah, yeah exactly. get it back on an even keel, I think, and stop all this nonsense. White City. Um, Fair Plop.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chaney Walk.
0: <laughs> oh, good. good. Uh, Finchley Road. Brilliant. What? Oh. What? Brilliant <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. Piccadilly. Vauxhall. Totteridge. Ah.
2: Whetstone. <laughs>
0: yeah, we can all do that.
2: Okay. Who spoke then? Wasn't me. Well out of turn. Went out of a sequence, is not we? That should be penalised, shouldn't it, Humph? Yes. Adjudication, Humph. Right. <laughs> the best chairman since Marcel Marceau (laughs) what happened at his funeral uh, Uh, they had two minutes noise (laughs) bank bank are
0: you saying bank
1: twice
4: no
0: (laughs) so good they named it twice Twice.
1: (laughs) so you bank too late oh sorry (laughs) so
4: Uh, Albemarle
3: Street.
2: What?
1: What? It's I can't say it
3: again.
0: You don't mm. lull me into repetition by saying what. Well, all right.
2: It's ludicrous, Where What
0: did you say? Albemarle Street.
2: Albemarle
4: Street. <laughs> <laughs> Al-Bemarle
0: sad
2: about? Street. Oh. oh, God. This Get is out is, of that. This is just silly.
4: Yeah.
3: Gant Hill. It's dear 10 in the am Sorry, I haven't a clue, House.
2: Where is it? It's
0: Jeremy gone. Uh, Where but, did you go? Huh? It's Jeremy's turn. It's my go? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh,
3: Too late. Mornington Crescent.
4: Yeah.
1: It's time now for our regular public information section with any answers. This is just the kind of public service broadcasting we should expect of this channel. You know, Radio 4 is very much part of my daily routine. This morning I woke up, turned on the Today programme, had a shave, listened to James Nocherty ask a question, had another shave. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, when I said this was called Any Answers, it shouldn't be confused with the Radio 4 phone-in programme of the same name, which follows Any Questions. And provides a free and open forum to air a wide range of bigotry. (laughs) Okay, teams, I have here a selection of listeners' queries to which I'd like you to provide solutions. Tim, the first one is for you What causes the film that forms on the top of my chocolate puddings? (laughs) You're dribbling, Humphrey. (laughs) The answer is, when the pudding has been heated and then allowed to cool, starch on the surface releases water.
4: Ah, oh, blimey.
1: I know, well, <laughs> we'll find out sooner or later. <laughs> this evaporation hardens the texture of the top of the cake and causes a film to form. Your turn, Barry. How about this one? Why do old men wear their trousers higher than young men? close to home, not to mention the armpits.
2: Um, no, they, they, they don't really. I mean, the trousers are the same height, but they look higher because old men are smaller. See what I mean? You know, I've got an uncle who has to breathe through his flies. Once got his nose caught in the zip. What a day that was. We took a photograph. <laughs> Nobody believes it's his nose. <laughs>
1: That's, that's good, actually, Barry, because the most common explanation is that as men get older, they lose a little height and the spine curves a bit, so trousers that might have hung at the waist start to creep upwards. Oh, so. t-
2: yeah, thank you.
1: Graham, can you assist with this question? Certainly. Why aren't cashews ever sold in their shells?
0: Ah, well, that's because cashews are actually dried monkey kidneys. <laughs> shells they don't they come, come in them. shells monkey kidneys they that's come in nasty. monkeys <laughs> and that, would, that would bulk out the packaging too much and so yeah.
1: that's absolutely right yeah <laughs> apart from we the bit about the monkey yeah,
4: all right yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: and finally jeremy can you assist with this conundrum why do women open their mouths when applying mascara
3: to say can you take the steering wheel
1: There are two central theories. One is that it eliminates blinking, the enemy to successful mascara application. Don't I know it. (laughs) I'm going to read what it says here, because this comes out of a book. Two, opening the mouth, stretches the skin on the eyeballs. That's cataracts, isn't it? (laughs) Making it easier to apply the mascara. Okay, here are some for any of you to have a go at. Why do we tie shoes to the back of the cars of newlyweds?
3: Because people get upset when you do it to hearses.
1: (laughs) The answer is from biblical times, the shoe has been a symbol of ownership. Early European parents used to throw shoes at the bride as a renunciation of their authority over her. Soon other attendees at weddings threw shoes as well as a good luck ritual.
2: (laughs) What a bruised bride's about.
1: Can you provide an answer to this gentleman listener's question? Why do my boxer shorts have straight frontal slits while my underpants have complicated trapdoors?
3: Because it's much harder getting it out wearing boxing gloves.
1: Well, according to the book, underpants are designed to stretch and boxer shorts are not. (laughs) Without the trapdoor, underpants would be liable to gape open at unfortunate moments.
2: But I told the magistrate what happened.
1: How about this? Why do zebras or zebras have stripes?
0: Um, It's a barcode, so lions know their sell-by date. (laughs)
1: No, it says here that the most likely explanation is that it protects them against biting insects such as the sessi fly.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah.
1: It's camouflage, isn't it? <laughs> Finally, how about this? Why don't women faint as much as they used to?
0: Because it's not as big as it used to be.
1: <laughs> this The answer is that this is probably due to the eradication of the corset, which deformed the internal organs, making it impossible for the wearer to draw a deep breath. Because of it, Victorian women were always fainting and getting the vapours. And it's music time again. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's music time again now with Swanee Kazoo. This is the game in which the teams combine the silky smooth little of the Swanee whistle with the sandpaper rasp of the kazoo. Piano accompaniment will be provided by Colin Sell. Listeners may, be in, let's, listeners may be interested to hear that Colin has recently been promoting medieval minstrels. The, pu- <laughs> the public health people say that if they catch him selling out-of-date chocolate again, they'll prosecute. <laughs> Tim and Jeremy, you can start. I'd like you to provide us with a rendition of Nadu Ron Ron to feature Jeremy Hardy on the kazoo and Tim Brooke taylor on the swanny whistle. I'd like you to provide us with a rendition of The Rain in Spain to feature Barry Crower on the kazoo and Graham Garden on the Swanee Whistle. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, I notice it's almost the end of the show, but it's just time to fit in a round of furniture maker's songbook. (laughs) Samantha has to nip out now as she's off to meet a gentleman friend who's helping her restore some old furniture. She's just purchased an antique chest of drawers which her friend says has suffered from having candles placed on it. Samantha says she's looking forward to stripping her new tall boy while he scrapes the varnish and wax off next to her. (laughs) You can start this one, Jeremy. I'm still sanding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) On Ikea day, you can see forever.
0: (laughs) I've grown accustomed to DFS.
3: (laughs) Side by sideboard, sung by the artist formerly known as Plinth.
0: Summer in the Seti by Divan Divan. What kind of stool am I? All things bright and beautiful, Escritoires, great and small.
3: Commode,
0: Ikea and Tina Turner singing River Deep, MFI.
1: And so, ladies and gentlemen, as the drunken sailor of time relieves himself into the dock of fate, and the magistrate adds an extra three months for contempt of court, I notice it's the end of the show, and with that, from the teams, Samantha, myself, and the fine folk here in Manchester, it's goodbye. Cryer, Graham
0: Garden, Jeremy Hardy, and Tim Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson, and the producer was John Naismith.
2: And Humphrey and the teams will be back at the same time next week.